James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. It looks pretty, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All that snow draped over everything like a blanket. Looks so pretty. Uh Uh-huh. We had a lot of snow last night. Another winter snow, a uh, winter storm warning is in effect. This is not over yet. But as of this morning, up in Connecticut, some places there were 12 inches that dropped, 8.4 inches at LaGuardia. Central Park, over five inches of snow. Newark, New Jersey, six inches on Long Island. Seven to nine inches. Further up into Rhode Island, 10 inches. Bastin. Bastin, anywhere from 7 to 12 inches. And Philadelphia, Philadelphia, 2.9 inches. Down at Reagan Airport, 2.6 inches. The snow is out here. It looks so pretty. Winter wonderland, right? Yeah, it's not a winter wonderland. The temperature is going to drop tonight. And if you happen to be on the road, while that temperature is dropping dramatically, and you're driving, and you hit a patch of black ice, you will never know what hit you. The black ice, it it looks like the road. It's not. It's a sheet of ice underneath you. Be careful is my point. This is the first really big storm we've had here this year. And it is going to be some dangerous driving. So be careful. Thank you for being with us. James Golden, a.k.a. Mr. Snurley, here with you. If you'd like to be on the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. I have to explain something to you. There are times when the mic is going to drop off, folks. I'm still dealing with COVID. And so I have to do these, like, nasty cough things. And (laughs) no, I'm not talking to the furniture during the break. That happens when I try to go to sleep at night. Then the furniture starts talking to me and starts lying. My furniture lies to me about all kind of things. That's part of the COVID routine I've been going under. So occasionally, you know, you'll hear this thing. It's like, what happened? What happened? Is you okay? Yes, I'm okay. It's just that I don't want to do this really nasty, ugly-sounding coughing thing in your ear. That's all. Now, there is an article today that we do not have time to go through. Other, It would take the entire hour, but I am going to refer you to it. It is one of the best pieces of journalism, and every single conservative that has to deal with these uh, uh, left-wing, Trump-hating people, especially after Joe Biden's pathetic speech yesterday trying to tag President Trump, needs to go and read this at thefederalist.com. Eight times, left-wing protesters assaulted government buildings. And what they've done over at the Federalist is go through eight different times that liberals and their minions have taken over government buildings, the Interior Department. Climate activists breached that building. You didn't hear anybody talking about insurrection. 
president moved to a bunker after White House fence was breached. That was during President Trump's watch. Portland. These activists out there took over the federal courthouse system. Again, you don't hear liberals complain about it. You don't hear talk about insurrection. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't talk about insurrection. I remember this. Maybe you'll remember it, too. Democracy halted at the Texas Capitol. Remember when these crazed left-wingers took over the Texas Capitol legislature because they wanted to uh, show themselves how pro how pro-abortion they were behind Wendy Williams, who was supposed to change everything in that state and didn't. And then there were the anti-Kavanaugh activists. One of the most egregious in this article, most, uh, most egregious, is when the United States Senate was actually bombed, and yes, it was bombed by left-wing terrorists. And that left over a million dollars of damage in 1983. You know who, who forgave that act of terrorism? Bill Clinton wrote, wrote the, the perpetrators of that a get-out-of-free card, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Oh. And number eight, I love this. Senate chamber breached by Biden himself. And now President Joe Biden's farewell address to the Senate in 209, he claimed to have broken into the chamber and sat in the vice president's chair when he was 21 years old. First time he stood on the Senate floor was when he visited with friends in the early 1960s. So he breached the Senate himself. This is in The Federalist. This is one of those, please visit The Federalist, Bookmark this because you will be referring to it when you raise these issues with liberals. And, of course, they're never on the same planet. They don't read the same news as we do. And you'll need to refer to this article. It is well put together. It is over the last week. I'm telling you, the federal has the Federalist has just been on fire. They have been amazing, as has been American Wire News. There was another story uh, from Tom Tillerson over there, uh, just two lone establishment Republicans show up to Pelosi's big speech. And that would be uh, Liz Cheney and her daddy. There was an article, and it may be this article, or it may be another one, not an American wire, um, about how Democrats were standing in line, the same Democrats who vilified who vilified Dick Cheney, were standing in line yesterday to shake his hand, he and Liz Cheney. Why? Because they hate Trump. And so as long as you see you hate Trump, Democrats, eh, they called Dick Cheney every name in the book. Some of the most vile attacks on any politician that we have ever witnessed were directed toward Dick Cheney, now 80 years old. But Miss Pelosi Republican Liz Cheney brought her daddy, Dick Cheney, who, by the way, I look at very, very fondly with, with in terms of the past. And I'm not going to waste time getting upset with Dick Cheney. But 
Dick Cheney, again, making noises yesterday that he's very disappointed in the lack of leadership of the Republican Party when, in fact, I think any, anybody and everyone should be disappointed in the lack of leadership that these establishment Republicans have had during, during the entire Trump era. From the time he decided to run through his presidency when these establishment Republicans stabbed him in the back politically every chance they got, to now. And they still cannot understand what the attraction is that President Trump has among average Americans. And it just goes to show how out of touch they truly are. When we come back, we are going to catch up with domestic policy advisor Diana Mee. And we're not going to just go full-blown into politics today. Um, there are a lot of other things that, that in the news that we can dis- that we will discuss with Diana Mee. I do want to mention, you know, that if you've been watching all day long, two things, ABC, CBS, and some of the others were streaming the sentencing of the people that killed Ahmed Aubrey in Brunswick, uh, Brunswick, Georgia. So that case went on from 10 o'clock this morning, and it just ended within the hour. Two of the, the father and son were sentenced to life without parole. And for the son, that's major. That means that he will not get out of jail. It is a life sentence. And one of the other, the other gentlemen of the three did manage to get a parole, but he's got to serve 30 years first. So who knows if he'll even see whether he'll even live to appeal to the parole board. These sentences were no joke. And I think anybody that thinks the kind of, you know, vigilantism that was acceptable in Yesterday's America is, is, would be acceptable now. Better think twice about that. Because unless you have a really good excuse to take somebody's life, I mean, imagine that. You're jogging through the neighborhood. Oh, you're going through an empty construction site. Oh, I'm going to stop you and kill you. Because you're going through an empty construction site. And I don't like it. You're in my neighborhood. So you're dead. You know, people ought to do a little bit more thinking, you think? Anyway, when we get back, domestic policy advisor Diana Mee, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here, WABC Talk Radio 77. We look forward to taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And we shall return in a moment. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Diana Mee, Princess Di, welcome to WABC, your first appearance in this new year. Your Majesty, welcome. 
Thank you, James. Happy New Year to you. So good to hear your voice. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, Diana, let's not do so much politics. I want to talk to you about Sidney Poitier. Oh, good. It's a sad day, however, to say goodbye to He's such a great actor and great man. You know, I'm getting a little teary, I just, unexpectedly. Um, Sidney well, Poitier. You know, he, he, so many years that we watched him. I mean, he was really a part of the American family for so long. And, and to lose someone like that, so important and so universally beloved, is hard. You know what I remember? I remember my mom and her friends going goo-goo-gaga. I hadn't paid any. Sidney Poitier was the first actor that I actually paid attention to because my mom and her friends were, like, having these, how oh, Sidney Poitier, how oh, Sidney, how oh, Sidney, Sidney this and Sidney that. And then, and, um, so, and then. I remember that in school to Sir with Love. Every girl was just in love with him because he was a very handsome guy. To Sir with Love. I never got to the bottom of that movie. Okay, well, you know, basically all I remember is everyone was in love with Sir. Well, he was Sir, but are you are you not supposed to be like not falling in love with your Sir teachers when you're in Whatever it is, high school. Oh, never mind. It's a normal thing. It is a very normal thing for <laughs> girls to have crushes on their handsome teachers. Okay, and then he did a raisin in the sun. Guess who's coming to dinner? Uptown Saturday night. I went to see that. I paid my own money to go see that. That was pretty funny. That's back when the days when Billy, when Bill Cosby was still. Uh, you could mention his name in public settings. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, but but he had but but what was it about Sidney Poitier? I mean, we have a rich. Don't we have his acceptance of his first Oscar? He was the first black actor, I guess, to win an Oscar. And is it why is Hollywood still dealing with this? This happened so long ago. Well, he had such a dignity about him and a class. He was so understated, both on screen and off. He was just a someone you had to immediately respect. And this was something that was so obvious that there was no disagreement among anyone in his field or in the American audience. Well, Rich, play that for us, please, his, his acceptance in the Oscar. It is a long journey to this moment. I am naturally indebted to countless numbers of people. Wow. And then he also had, we have another clip of him kind of explaining, well, I'll let the clip say, speak for itself. Go ahead, play the second one, Rich. I am artist, man, American, contemporary. I am an awful lot of things, so I wish you would uh, pay me the respect due and not simply ask me about those things. Ooh. American. Wow. Wow. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. Get away with that today. Oh, I'm telling you. Pretty amazing. Um, Of course, I I learned that in the, when I was reading through, I learned in the, uh, in in the technique of all this, he and, and he was married. It says here in 
New York Post, his private life wasn't all that glamorous. Married to Juanita Hardy, his first wife from 1950 to 1965, had four daughters. And during that time, he also engaged in a nine-year affair with Diane Carroll. Now, I remember when Diane Carroll came on the scene because she and Sidney acted in something. That's one of the things that my mom and her pals were going goo-goo-gaga over. And apparently that relationship uh, stuck through. Uh, later on, Diane Carroll says that Sidney kind of pulled a skunk on her, convinced her to drop her husband. He never dropped his wife at the time, kind of left her hanging. Oh, well, things happen. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, you know, men. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, men can't. I mean, come on, Diane. You can understand. A guy rises up from nowhere, and all of a sudden he's like the talk of the world. And, you know, yeah. And, and. And men who are not famous rising up from nowhere, as you put it, do the same thing. So it has nothing to do with rising up, so to speak. I see. Okay. Now, moving on from Sydney, you found a story that I thought was interesting of all get outs. Apparently, our first lady, Jill Biden, wants her own deal. She, Jill's not happy with the way she's being introduced. What's the story? tell you this requires a soundtrack and i'm hoping maybe this week you can go and get the sound to this apparently she has demanded although the white house denies it her own hail to the chief introduction whenever she is having an appearance the marine band has to play this just horrible introductory it sounds like a fake march that you would have a high school band play and it's required now whenever she's making an appearance she has to get a musical introduction (laughs) her husband gets hailed to the chief and she gets hailed to the dr jill (laughs) well hail to dr jill i think i think rich i think you're the miracle worker and i think you've managed to get our hail to the jill do you have it ladies and gentlemen the First Lady of the United States, Jill Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the First Lady of the United States, yep. Jill Biden, okay. accompanied by the Secretary uh-huh. of Education, Miguel Cardona, and the uh-huh. 2020 and 2021 National Teachers of the Year, Tabitha Rosproy and Juliana Ertube. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> oh no, seriously. That's Joe Biden fanfare. <laughs> she demanded a soundtrack and she got it. Oh, it fits. Perfectly, doesn't it? Oh, Rich, can you back it up and just back it up to the music part? Is there any kind of way we can listen to that again? Okay, the Jill Biden fanfare. I just love this. Okay, we're working on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to listen to, once again, Dr. Jill Biden's very own Joe Biden has hail to the chief. Dr. Jill Biden now has hail to the chiefette or to the Dr. Chiefette. <laughs> 
her own musical fanfare played by the U.S. Marines, who apparently don't feel the least bit embarrassed playing this at all for Joe Biden. And whenever you're ready, Rich, let her rip. these people i mean this is hope they do this every single time she walks anywhere it's just perfect i love it i just absolutely love it now meanwhile this and this is we can talk about tomorrow um the supreme court has been hearing today uh challenges to the biden vaccine mandates do you have any thoughts about where that's going to go any expectations or are you just waiting like the rest of us to see whether you're going to be you disappointed. You can never predict. That's the thing that, you know, so many people are assuming, you know, in the media that, that, that one or the other option. But the, I think the headline from this, these two hearings today, two different cases, is just how ill-informed the liberal justices are. Sotomayor, Sonia Sotomayor, the wise Latina, as she's been called, claims there are 100,000 kids suffering from COVID in serious conditions, and many of them are on ventilators, which is not true. It's not true at all. No. This week, there happens to be about 3,700 kids hospitalized, but that's nowhere near 100,000 kids. And she also said this, I don't understand why the states would have power to do anything about COVID, but the federal government wouldn't. She doesn't understand the enumerated powers in the Constitution. It is just remarkable the kinds of things the liberal justices said today in their questions. They are clearly not following the science or the data or the information. And these are things that we all know about. So imagine, you know, that same ill-informed attitude when it comes to the law. So to me, that's the headline today, that they just don't have a clue. So the outcome is still a question mark. Rich, I want to hear the Joe Biden theme one more time before Diana leaves. Diana's going to come back with us tomorrow. And it is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerly, tomorrow for our Saturday radio extravaganza. Let us salute our very own Princess Di. We're going to borrow Joe Biden's theme to do it and urge you all to join us tomorrow when Princess Di makes a triumphant return. Here, Dr. Biden's theme. <laughs> James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, back with you in a moment. Don't go away. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. We're caught in a trap. 
Elvis Presley brings us back. Rich just told me that this this is this would have been what you said eighty seven. Rich, I believe so. He was born uh, nineteen thirty five, right in uh, good old Tupelo, Mississippi. Tupelo, Mississippi. So thirty five. You got all shook up anywhere in our red? You have that? Oh yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have it. Let me take a look, and we'll play that next one. Yeah, let's play some more shook up. I love this one. I know everybody loves this. Yeah, unbelievable. And you talk about an influence on American pop culture. I, I, you know, when I was talking about Sidney Poitier, my some people very close to me had no clue who he was. These kids, these millennials, these a little bit older than millennials. They're like, well, who is that? Who's Sidney Poitier? Well, I don't know. The next day, who's Elvis Presley? And why is he important? He's important because his music was a game changer for America and a game changer for the way rock and roll was presented, period. We have that, Rich? We have which one? All All shook shook up. up. You betcha. Here it comes. Oh, I love this song. Well, bless my soul. Uh, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. My friends say I'm acting wild as a bug. I'm, I'm in, in love. love. I'm, I'm all shook, shook up. up. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's Elvis Presley. Amazing Elvis Presley. Okay, let's go to the phones. Where should we start, Rich? Let us start in Los Angeles this afternoon and say hi to our friend David. Hi, David. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden, a.k.a. Mr. Snurdly. And it's a pleasure, sir. I'm calling about the Bragg versus Adams, and I was listening to the great Dominic Carter last night, and mm-hmm. he was playing clips. He was playing clips of the debate that Katsimatidis threw when Bragg was up there. And, uh, you know, Bragg, he wasn't answering anything straight. So Dominic finally says to him, uh, let me ask you, which of these mayoral candidates would you support? And so Bragg goes on to name three different candidates and does not mention Eric Adams. So as much as Eric wants to position it as, hey, we're tight and we're going to work together, I don't expect too much cooperation out of Bragg's, who does not answer to the mayor. So finally... My prediction for New York, it's going to become a vigilante town. And here's the problem. An armed robber walks into a bodega. The clerk pulls out a gun in self-defense and shoots him dead. Well, now the clerk is going to be doing life in prison because the DA will prosecute for that, but not the armed robber. Thank you so much. Well, David, number one, I appreciate your call. It's not going to be that easy. Because even in you, we finally got around to this in the New York Times version of the Times version of the story, which came a few days after this nine-page or thirteen-page or twenty-page memo, whatever you're talking about. That if there is no statute prohibiting it, these this is what he wants to do. In some cases, there are statutes prohibiting Bragg from doing what he wants to do. But and at the same time. I am so glad this is happening 
What we are seeing, ladies and gentlemen, we are seeing radical progressivism on the streets of New York. You thought that this stuff was just AOC. You thought AOC and that bunch of that little four squad thing. You thought that was just a one-off, didn't you? You thought that Rashida Tlaib girl and her nonsense, ah, that's just kind of a one-off and, and Omar Ilhan and all the rest of that. Ah, that stuff, we can't pay attention to that. No, this is who liberals, this is who progressives are. They want to disrupt everything that you believe about America, about our justice system, the way the justice should be managed, and this couldn't happen at a better time. And we need to let this play out, and we also, by the way, Republicans in New York, this is a prime opportunity for Republicans in New York. You do not have to convince your fellow Democrats to become Republicans. All you have to do is deliver the word. This is what your fellow Democrats want. You can engage Democrats and organize and organize their votes. This is a prime political opportunity. If Republicans are ever in a position to take advantage of something, this should be it. Because this is not going away. This, this, this so-called... Now, we had a, a Drew, and I can't wait to hear Drew again. Drew calls in, and Drew says that a lot of these things that this new um, district attorney are proposing make sense. And I never want to be that guy that says... Oh, let's shut down the opposing voices. I'm not that guy. I want to hear from people like Drew. I want to hear what the rationale is. One of the things that Drew said on the on the program the other day is that this will go, these kind of changes that he's talking about doing will go a long way towards stopping this endless cycle of of jail to the streets, to jail to the streets, jail to the streets. I want to hear it out. I want to hear why liberals think this is a good idea. So let's also keep in mind that as Mr. Bragg starts to run his policies, we need to listen to what he's saying. And let's see whether his explanations are making sense for New York and for the rest of us. Where do we go next, Rich? We're going to head up to the Hudson Valley and say hi to Jim. Hi, Jim. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Bo, how's it going? Keep up the good work, for, uh, first and foremost. Thank you. Um, hey, you, you remember F Troop, right? Do you remember watching Yes. Troop, right? I'll tell you, that, that uh, procession music, Jill Biden procession music, it, it's yes. very reminiscent of uh, F Troop. That is so which is, true. Which is, which is very fitting uh, for that whole administration. I love it. We should actually pull out that old F Troop theme. And and then also keep uh, Miss Jill's Miss Doctor Jill Biden's troop theme music around. You know what? Uh, um, Rush used to play this music. He used to call it Michael Dukakis's marching band. Now I know where that music comes from. I didn't have time to get it today, but it was the funniest bit. So one of these days we're going to also pull that out and see whether we can merge all of this together. Jill Biden has to have her own music. It is hysterical. So thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Where do we go next, Rich? Let's head out to Huntington also and speak with Mary Beth. 
Hi, Mary Beth. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. Happy New Year to you, James, and I hope each day finds you feeling better. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I like that F troop. (laughs) (laughs) I I am shocked by this woman. Truly, you know, Bernard... McGurk refers to the president as the imbecile in chief. (laughs) I think she's the first, you know, the imbecile first lady. How dare she? What were the other first ladies who did much more and who had programs that helped Americans? She's really taken with herself, is she not? She is very taken with herself. Dr. Biden, call me Dr. Biden. Let's play Dr. Biden's theme one more time, Rich. Come on, let's play. This is, you're coming into the program late. Dr. Joe Biden has demanded her own theme like hell to the chief. And this is what it sounds like. This, and this is not a joke. This is not satire. This is Dr. Joe Biden's new theme. Hit it. Thanks, Rich. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdy. We're back with your calls in a moment. Don't go away. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Entertaining. The guy's like starting to fight with me. Opinionated. And said this is a manufactured crisis. And always ear opening. He's a very relatable and you're very fair. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joan Hamburg here, and I'm going to share with you one of my great pleasures. A bath fitter that literally fit over my old bathtub. It's gorgeous. It's the best stress reliever you can have. No mess installing. They do it in a day. Over 2 million satisfied customers. Great financing options. Call Bath Fitter now. You tell them Joan sent you. 877-792-BATH. 877-792-BATH. For your new Mazda, shop Ramsey Mazda, named the best car brand by U.S. News and World Report. Visit RamseyMazda.com or stop in for a test drive. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Bars help you make the most of your outdoor time. From the backyard to the slopes and anywhere in between. Enjoy a sweet and salty bar wherever you are. For every adventure, there's a Nature Valley. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It has been all over the news. Inflation, you you know it. 40 years. We're at a 40-year high with inflation, folks. So your retirement account may be in jeopardy, and you need to protect yourself. You need to protect your investments. Gold provides a hedge against inflation. That's why wise investors diversify their portfolios with precious metals as inflation creeps up. The dollar gets less valuable. Gold usually holds its value, protecting both you and your wealth. And you want to protect your wealth. It's time for you to diversify with gold. Call my friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Legacy is the company you can trust. They have, they have unbiased counsel that will help you arrive at the right financial decisions based on your individual financial circumstance. Their expert team 
over 40 years of combined experience. Inflation, this is a real, it is a real, it is a real and growing threat. You need to take steps right now to protect yourself. Contact Legacy Precious Metals today, 866-964-0616. Telephone number again, 866-964-0616 or Visit LegacyPMInvestment.com and download their free investor's guide. You know I can be found Sit home all alone If you can't come around Please, please tell the phone Don't be cruel Too hard, it's true Oh my gosh, that just sounds so good Elvis Presley brings us back. You know, the original king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, on WABC Talk Radio 77. Long before the Beatles were the big superstar group in rock and roll. Long, You know who the first superstar was in, in, in the way I look at it? And I could be wrong. I'd love to have a conversation with some of you music heads about this. To me, the first the first superstar of the modern music age, the first superstar was Frank Sinatra. The second was Elvis. And then we had the Beatles. And then, and by the way, the Beatles, ugh, I don't think that the Beatles will ever be topped, period. Rolling Stones, you got to give them their props. And then you have, like, some of the R&B giants, like the Temps, Diana Ross, the Supremes. You had Motown. You can look at Motown as one thing. It was amazing. You can look at that as one musical energy almost. And then you had the superstars that came out of there, like Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder, people that are just astoundingly talented. But the first superstar of the music modern age, to me, Frank Sinatra, hands down. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here at WABC Talk Radio 77. Rich, where are we going? We're going to go out to the island and speak to Vinny first. Vinny, welcome, WABC. Hey, uh, I think the other guy stole my thunder. I was making an F-truth comment. Maybe you could play them uh, side to side or anytime you do any story on Jill Biden or anything like that, whip out old uh, F Troop. We will get the F F Troop music, and we will definitely take your advice on that, Vinny. Thank you. Where do we go next, Rich? We're going to head out to Flushing and say hi to Abe. Abe, welcome, WABC. What's going on? Hey, James. Uh, I really respect you a lot, but uh, this time I really disagree with what you said about the Aubrey thing. Okay. I think it sounds it sounds like you're imbibing the uh, the fake news. Uh, we have to accept the the verdict of the of the. Wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. What part is fake? The fact that they killed him is that the fake news? Of course they killed him, but they killed him in self defense. Did you see the clip? I've I've seen the clip. Okay, and guess what? You say that, but a jury of their peers, having looked at all of the evidence, said right. said otherwise. Now do you, you can pick. Excuse me. Do you think OJ killed his wife? 
<laughs> okay, so in other words, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Abe, go ahead, continue your point. Go ahead. Look, I'm I'm just going to tell you up front. Okay, you you may look at it this way. I don't look at it this way. A guy, look, look. Let's okay. Let me let's take it for where you want to go with this thing. Okay. All right. You got this black guy in this neighborhood he doesn't belong in. Let's be honest. Let's go there. He's at a construction site. No, he's at a construction site. And who wants this nig? This this. Who wants that at their construction site? So daddy. So daddy and son. So daddy and son go get a gun, and then another neighbor chimes in, and they're going to chase him out of the construction site because, after all, they've warned him before, and he hasn't no he hasn't a right there. Here's my point to you: even if everything that they said leading up to this incident was true, they had no right to pursue him with arms. They are not the judge, the jury, and the executioner. And that's who they were. And because that's what they did, they're going to jail for the rest of their lives. And that's not fake news. Okay, go ahead. Your turn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they did not pursue him with arms. They, they did carry because they had a legal right to carry. And at one point when, when uh, Travis was, was going to talk to him, it looked like, like uh, um, Ahmad put it, was was putting his hands in his pocket to take out something, but they did not pursue him with with arms brandished. They had the perfect legal right to carry arms, and they were not pointing at him. Uh, only when when he only when they killed him did they point. Only after they only when they shot him dead did they point the weapons at him. Attack him? Did he raise his his gun in self defense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was Arby armed, by the way? Uh, <laughs> no. Martin was, Trayvon Martin was also Let's not, armed. No, come on, don't do that. Don't do apples and oranges. Was Arby armed? Uh, he was not, but when... Okay, he, so, Abe, dig this. I appreciate the fact that we think different about this. You and I are always going to think different about it. Don't mean I don't like you. Don't mean I don't love you. I do. But let's just agree to disagree. And these guys are going to be sitting in jail the rest of their lives because... The jury thinks like I do. They shouldn't have killed the guy, period. They're going to jail. End of story. But I love you, Abe. Call us again. Where are we going next? We're going to head over to Stanhope, New Jersey, and say hi to Andrew. And Andrew, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. I agree with you on that one, James, that, yes, Abe's right. They can carry the gun, but when they actually use the gun, they committed murder when they used the gun. That doesn't Boom. mean carrying permit is wrong, but they were wrong to actually shoot and execute. And also, you were right, Ashley Babbitt. And I just want to say quick, it's sad news. Sydney Portier, they call me Mr. Tibbs. And they call they, me they, Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> they used clips of the Oscars recently with him, and uh, they showed – who he was with, I think it was Lola Falana. It was a beautiful actress. Oh, Lola Falana back in the day. <laughs> OMG. And they said, look how the Oscars have changed. Neil Patrick Harris, the intro was him in his underwear, jamming his crotch into the camera. And then they went, like, look in the late 60s, Sidney Portier, how dignified and 
well dressed with the tuxedo and well spoken. How it, you know, how debased. Yeah, he was clean and articulate that one, almost like an Obama type. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I love it. Anyway, what did you want to say about Ashley Babbitt? I think you're right, but the people that say it was justified shooting, well, then why wasn't everyone shot? But there's video. It almost looked like she's being pushed through the window, and there's video before that where there's women that looks like one of her fending people off, like keeping people from breaking the windows. But we could both look at that again, do the report. Well, you know what we need to see, Andrew? You point something out that's very important. There are over 14,000 hours of video that the Democrat Party are keeping under wraps about what happened at the Capitol. Why? Why don't they want people to see it? There are over 14,000 hours of video. And why won't Nancy Pelosi release her records? You know, you have all this march to justice from these so-called Pelosi Democrats like Liz Cheney. How come Liz Cheney's not demanding and also her dad? Demanding that Liz, that, that, that Nancy Pelosi come clean. And yes, I don't believe that Ashley Babbitt uh, is a hero. At the same time, she should not have been murdered. And there was no justice for her murder. Those two things are, can be said simultaneously. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley with you here. Where do we go next, Rich? Next, we are going to go over to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Welcome, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here. Jacqueline, welcome. How are you? Thank you, James. I'm very well, thank you, and I'm glad to hear that you're recovering from COVID. Unfortunately, you got it, but now the good news is you have the best antibodies that money cannot buy. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> and, and the good news is one of these days I'm going to get to the bottom of why my furniture lies to me. I promise uh, you that. Well, it depends on what kind of furniture, I guess, so... Yeah. I also wanted to wish you a very happy, healthy, blessed, and prosperous new year. This is the first time that I'm speaking to you in this new year. Thank you, Jacqueline. And also, I know that you had been out, uh, obviously, when you were sick, um, but are you aware, James, that on December 27th, the New York State Department of Health determines that certain risk factors must be present for a patient to receive the new anti-COVID treatments. And do you know what those certain risk factors are? Please explain, darling. In quote, you must be of non-white race or Latino ethnicity. Mm, Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is back to the your race matters above everything else. And government, we're here to make sure that we do race-based medicine. It is uh, clearly unconstitutional. And clearly one of the stains on this city that will last. For, and where is the ACLU? The ACLU at least used to have the integrity that if something like this were to happen, even though their fellow kooky leftists came up with it, they'd march in court and say, come on, we can't do this. It's insane. Thank you, Jacqueline. And thank you for those wonderful, sweet words. I appreciate it. James Golden, that case. Snurdly, where do we go next week? Let's say hi to our friend Carol in New Jersey. Carol, Carol, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Hi there, James. I'm so glad that you're feeling better. I'm glad that you're back. Thank Um, you. You know that uh, Jill Biden thing? It's much more appropriate for Princess Diana. (laughs) 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 
Hmm. It's got a legal, a legal sound to it. <laughs> it's got a legal sound to it, huh? Legal, well, now we're going to find. Legal. Now that you mentioned it, we have to find Diana some royal music. Yes, we definitely do. That's true. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is going to help, but perhaps Mayor Adams should sit down and have a serious talk with DA Brad. But I, I don't know if it's going to help the situation. Hey, Jen. Let's see whether Mayor Adams would be willing to come on the program with us one day next week and talk about law and order or yeah. the week after or the week after that. Thank you. Definitely. Thank Appreciate you. your call, you know, and thank you so much. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are here tomorrow. Tomorrow is Saturday. Tomorrow is our two-hour presentation. Be here at 8 o'clock. Oh, Deborah wanted to talk about Chuck Berry. Deborah, call us tomorrow, please, and let us talk about Chuck Berry. And, Rich, you have to leave all this Elvis Presley music for the guys tomorrow since you're going to be, like, hanging out on Long Island somewhere while we're working. You got it. It'll be right here, ready to go. Okay. (laughs) I'll be listening. Make sure they play the right songs for you. Okay, thank you. (laughs) James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here, ladies and gentlemen. It has been quite the week. You know, sometimes I've left the show and I wonder what I've talked about because I was in the grips of COVID fever. And, you know, and also, as I've explained to you, I knew I was having a rough night with a rough time with COVID after the first night that I had debates with my furniture and discovered, by the way, that my furniture was lying to me. But things are slowly getting back in shape now. So here we are. And we'll be here tomorrow, Saturday morning, for our 8 a.m. radio extravaganza. Be here. New York City. Be very careful traveling out there tonight. Very treacherous conditions. New York City, the greatest city in the world. This is our city. We are New York strong. And, of course, the United States of America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. God protect you and your family and your loved ones. Back tomorrow. Bye. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> uh, UPS. Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time.